0: Today's episode of Juicing the Numbers, a statistics in sports podcast. I'm your host, Josh Tracy. And I'm Corwin Hellinger. And today, Corwin and I are going to be talking about some unbreakable records in the world of sports, um, as well as a hint of projected standings for baseball. Um, Corwin, why don't, you, why don't you lead us off with with one of the um, unbreakable records you had pulled up that you thought might be interesting?
1: Um, so I'm just going in order of what i think is most unbreakable to least unbreakable from what i have and at my number one spot i have the most lopsided victory in football history in which uh georgia tech beat cumberland oh this game. 222 to nothing in 1916 yeah there's no way this yeah ever comes close to being beat oh god no god no <laughs> So just a I mean, little backstory. Georgia Tech scored on every single possession for both teams. They scored a touchdown oh, on every too? single one of their own possessions and scored a touchdown on every one of the defensive possessions. Fuck. Unreal.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. I don't think you could even see that happening today in like a um like an exhibition game. Just because at, at some point Shit would just like it wasn't the whole wasn't the reason it was so fucking uh lopsided in addition to the skill of the team was because like the head coach had some kind of grudge.
1: Yeah, so the head coach was John Heisman, namesake of the Heisman Trophy, and uh Cumberland had beaten their baseball team twenty two to nothing earlier that year, and he wanted revenge for that game.
0: Which I'd say he got in, in spades so, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I I think at some point even with um how the uh, uh, college football um shit does it, its whole ranking tiers with you know the most points scored getting you higher up I think even once you hit a hundred your coach would be like all right we can take our foot off the gas like we we did it guys <laughs> we're we're gonna be okay
1: mm-hmm. so yeah I I'd say this is a good
0: choice for unbreakable
1: all right hit me with yours let's do it
0: um. I didn't really pick an, an order like you did. I just kinda pulled up different pages that had um various records on it for the different sports that we watch. Um but I thought if you're gonna make me think of it, the uh the most unbreakable record probably being um Wayne Gretzky's career points. How many how many do you think are there?
1: Oh, it's in multiple thousands isn't it like 2,400
0: it's 2,857 2, <laughs> yeah
1: it's ridiculous if you
0: like, in, if you include the playoffs it's 3,239
1: like, and to
0: keep in mind Wayne Gretzky did not go like I know he won four Stanley Cups but in the length of his career he didn't go to the playoffs a lot no, like I don't think he went the once
1: Talent he was
0: yeah, I don't think he went once with the Kings, like, at all. I think he made it one time with the Blues, and I... Ooh, I forget if that Rangers team he was on made it or not. But, like, most of his um, playoff career was spent with uh, the Oilers. So, the fact he has 300 goddamn points is uh, pretty fucking crazy.
1: And, you know, like He went to the playoffs... It looks like every year with the Kings.
0: Oh, fuck. Um, okay, I'm wrong.
1: And he won it once with them, I believe.
0: Oh, I thought he didn't win um, at all. I the thought he... would
1: Ross referenced this with uh, um, what he has on hockey reference. I don't know if they have something that's actually like playoff wins and stuff. Hold on. Championships. Here we go. Nope. Only won four with Edmonton. 84, 85, yeah, 87, say. and 88. Yeah, that sounds right. But he did have career highs in the playoffs with the Kings. Oh, so
0: he was only on the Blues team for one year. Yeah,
1: yeah which is funny because he only played in the Cup years. He played 16, 19, 18, 21. Sorry, 19, 18, 21, and 19 games. Played 25 that year with the Kings without winning the Cup. I don't know. This is information that I'm sure nobody will actually care about that we find very interesting. I also want to say there's no way his plus-minus gets touched either. What is it?
0: 520.
1: Oh, Jesus, no.
0: (laughs) Granted, that's a useless ass stat, but still, that's really fucking right, like, crazy. I hate
1: that stat more than anything. But like, how do you even get it to five twenty? I mean, I guess by having nearly three thousand points doesn't hurt. But you know. All
0: right. So who 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 do you who who do you think is in second place for points?
1: Um, Mario Lemieux.
0: Oh no, not at all. Lemieux number eight. Uh, yeah, it's Yarmir Yager.
1: Fucking cancer.
0: Damn. Yeah. So Yager y- would have been yeah. my guess after that. Yager. How many points behind Gretzky do
1: you think he is? Yarmir Yager, I want to say, is eight hundred points behind.
0: Oh, you're really close. It's nine hundred and thirty. Ooh, damn. But like, think about how crazy that. Like, God, a, no one a else lot will of players. Have Two thousand points. A, I was gonna say, so a lot of players who play in the NHL aren't even gonna touch a thousand points, and that's the distance basically between Yager who is effectively retired now and Wayne Gretzky like yeah Gretzky's point totals and like let, let set aside his goal totals and his um assist totals but like his point total I just I just don't see how it ever gets touched so you I know. guess that that's my first one
1: this honestly probably would have been my first overall one but I kind of tried to leave like the football like I have some ones that you wouldn't have come up with, so I tried to leave, like, the baseball ones and, like, the Gretzky one on, like, your side. <laughs>
0: All right, give me, uh, give, me your, uh, give me your next one, then.
1: All right. Um, this one is close to my heart, but the most NCAA wrestling wins in a career. By Cale Sanderson, current head coach of the Penn State men's wrestling team, in four years, he won 159 matches. Guess how many losses he had?
0: 159 wins? Yep. Oh, well, since you're bringing it up, I'm going to have to guess a low number. I'm going to say eight. Uh, that would
1: be eight too many. What? No. He went all four years of his wrestling career at Iowa State undefeated, going 159-0, winning four national titles. Damn. The most successful wrestler in the NCAA history, without question. That's
0: fucking lopsided. Jesus, okay. He's insane.
1: Like, there's wrestlers who will win, you know, their handful of matches. Like, they'll lose. Like, you can't go undefeated four straight years. Like, people can right. go undefeated in a season. Like, it happens. Um, Penn State probably has two that will go, like, 30-0 and this year. I don't know how anyone could go 159-0 again.
0: I, I'm surprised it happened to begin with. So, yeah, I'd have to agree yeah. with you there.
1: First wrestler on the Wheaties box, no big deal.
0: It's crazy that being on a Wheaties box is such a big like. I, I know it is a big deal. I'm not trying to minimize people who get on it, but it's crazy to think, like, man, making it on the Wheaties box is, like, a real, actual achievement for being an athlete.
1: That's, like... Such a huge thing that really, in reality, shouldn't have any weight at all.
0: But I think I think it's just because like a lot of sports like track and swimming and wrestling like they don't get prime time, you know, uh, show and programs and shit like you know NFL and MLB and NBA gets and all that. So I guess in some respects I get it, but at the same time this shit is breakfast cereal, so. Maybe slow your roll. But yeah, I don't see... I mean, it, would you have the information available for what the next biggest... Um, or ne- next longest streak is? Like, would do you even know how to find that?
1: Yeah, I could look that up. Um,
0: just for reference? Because I can't... I just can't... I literally can't even picture what the next longest streak could be because I'm so removed from this. And I'm just so imminently curious. Uh,
1: in high school... Um, for team win streaks, it's 459, which that is just <laughs> not, that number's just too large for me to even comprehend. Really.
0: I, I was going to say, I don't even know what that's like. Wow. I can't imagine that much success in my lifetime because I don't have that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. What do you have up next, Josh?
0: Okay. So I've got, I've got a, a I'm going to tie these together a little bit. Okay. Uh-huh. So, I I was curious. I have the list of uh, um, most career triples, okay? That record is held by a man by the name of Sam Crawford. Okay. okay. He is 309. And, uh, let's see, he was born in 1880 in Wahoo, Nebraska. Uh, and he played from... 1899 to 1917, so he never made it out of the dead ball era. So, I was curious, like, who else is on this list? And it's Ty Cobb, Honus Wagner, Tris Speaker, Paul Waner. Like, these are, like, old dudes. So, like, I was, I'm scrolling down the list, like, right now, and I'm struggling to find a name who's modern. I mean, Stan Musiel's relatively modern, but, like, even then, no. Someone easily um,
1: could have just come up with all of these,
0: and oh, just like, for made sure. up
1: a fake list.
0: Oh, who do you think I found? I found an active, an active um, player name. Who do you think it, it is? If you had a, I'd be so surprised if you got this.
1: Active triples leaders.
0: Yeah. Or if you'd like to, rather just guess where he is on the on the list, you can do that.
1: Um. I don't I know think how you're going to get this 37th on the list. And I want to say that it's Albert Pujols.
0: Okay, so so he's 78th, tied oh. for 78th, and it's Jose Reyes from the Mets. What? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking Jose Jose -1 wins above replacement last year Reyes is the active leader in triples. Yeah, I'm shocked.
1: I know. Making me go to
0: dude, dude. He's only he's only he's only five triples behind being tied for with Babe Ruth. We can't let that happen. We he 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 has to be stopped. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, yeah, Jose fucking Reyes is uh, the career active career leader in triples in the um, MLB. Tied for 78th on this list with Brett Butler, Joe DiMaggio, and Buck Freeman, which is just nonsense to me.
1: 131 triples. He led the league four times. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't that some shit? Man, I remember when Jose Reyes used to be good.
0: That was a while ago. (laughs) It's been a long time. (laughs) So now, so that got me curious about career leaders in doubles, okay, which is held by Tris Speaker. Uh, who if you had to pick like a bunch of like really old time hitters, like Tris Speaker is one of the most famous ones in part because his name is stupid. His first it name is, is Tris stupid. and his yeah. last name is Speaker. Um, he was born in 1888 in Hubbard, Texas, and uh, yeah, he played forever. Um, Boston and then Cleveland. And uh, then one windy year with Washington and Philadelphia. He retired in 1928. His career started in 1907, and he leads um, this board with 792 doubles. The oh, man behind God. him, I think, is is a much more recognizable name to the to the casual fan. If you had to give me a guess, real quick,
1: for doubles, he is
0: retired. He is retired. I will say that.
1: Um, Adrian Beltre.
0: Ooh, no, um, although Beltre is 11, so you're actually not far off in terms of ranking, but it's Pete Rose, uh, 746 doubles, so f- about 50 less. The active leader on this list is Albert Pujols with 639, yeah. and then directly behind him is Adrian Beltre with 636. So Albert Pujols would need 153 more doubles. To tie Tris Speaker, which is over a quarter of the doubles he's recorded in his entire career.
1: Every single hit he gets this year, he should try and squeeze out a double with. Like and it-
0: the thing is, if he did that, he'd still probably be a little bit shy, because when was the last time Pujols got 150 hits? You know?
1: You make good points, Josh. You make good points.
0: Yeah, I I love Albert, but he's not... That that's, I have a hard time saying that's gonna get touched. And there's some there's some big fucking names on this list too, um, of like dudes who have recently retired. That you would like David Ortiz is number twelve, and like Hank Aaron's below David Ortiz. Kyle Ripken it, it never got close. Barry Bonds never. Dude, Barry Bonds is is lower on this list than Albert Pools. So that should tell you how hard this is to do. Like I yeah. I don't see. Do you see either of these records of being um one hundred and uh, Sorry, 309 triples or 792
1: doubles ever being broken. Um, see, it's one of those things where it seems like it's never really been close to coming true. Like, it's never been close to happening in our lifetimes. But it like those numbers aren't so far out of the realm of possibility where I will say it could never happen. Like I feel like it's if Mike Trout played for twenty five years, he might be able to break it. And I think that's enough. Give now me I, one second. Yeah, now we're gonna do that math. Yeah. Give me one second.
0: Let's see what Mike Trout's doing with his with his doubles is since he's been in the league. Two
1: hundred and twenty-four in eight years. <laughs> yeah, he's not getting close.
0: No. So two twenty-four divided by eight means he's averaging twenty-eight per
1: season. So in order to break the record
0: of doubles, well, which I said was seven hundred,
1: divided by seven, just because that first year he only played. Like he had under 150 plate appearances. All like.
0: right, so 224 divided by seven. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's 32 per year. So if he d- he wanted to, he wanted to hit 792 divided by 32 per year, he had to play for 24.75 years. They had to play for 25 Boom. years.
1: I am a math um, genius.
0: Yeah, I I just it it it's it's not gonna happen. No. <laughs> it's just it's, just, <laughs> it never it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> It's just, it's just not. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. It's tough because, like, you know, there was a point in time when people said Babe Ruth's 60 home runs wouldn't get broken, and then it got broken 25 ish mm-hmm. years later by Roger Maris. And then everyone said Roger Maris's wouldn't get broken, and it got broken like 35 ish years later. Everyone said um, Ty Cobb's hit record couldn't be broken until it was broken by Pete Rose, although the circumstances around that were very particular. Um, in that Pete Rose became player-manager, so when he should have been pulled from games, he would leave himself in so he could keep getting hits because he wanted them. <laughs> Can't blame him, but uh, yeah, so it's tough. I, I, I have a hard time saying any all-time record will ever be broken, but triples, I think, fuck no. Um, doubles, I'll give some credence to just because. it's I, It's easier relative to triples in that the career leader in triple doubles is more than two and a half times the career leader in in, in triples so i so guess i think
1: what we're saying here is that it's plausible but probably not probable
0: yeah i think that's fair i think that's very
1: fair all right so i'm gonna jump over to my next one that is honestly not even possible uh which Let's is hear it. cy young's win record of 511 oh, roger 511 career r- wins oh
0: okay 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 all right yeah that's never happening <laughs> no. So, no
1: the only pitchers in the last 30 years to get even half of those 511 career wins are greg maddox roger clemens nolan ryan randy johnson tom glavine, glavine glavin. Messina, glavin whatever fucking yankees <laughs> Mike Messina, Andy Pettit, for the and Jamie Moyer. Well, shut the fuck up. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that's just
0: not... Actually, though, speaking of Greg Maddox, you know what I just, I just got reminded of the other day? What? Another record that I think he probably holds. I'm not going to look up because it's too stupid. I'm not going to.
1: I'm going to look it up.
0: Fewest pitches thrown in a complete game. How many do you think he, he, he threw?
1: 32. Oh, dude, come on. <laughs> um... Sixty three. Seventy six. Really?
0: Dude threw a complete game in seventy six pitches. That's so Ooh. fucking stupid, man.
1: I looked up the record. What is it? Charles Red Barrett, uh who pitched in it looks like the thirties. Ooh, okay. Um thirty seven to forty nine was when he played. Through a complete game, in fifty-eight pitches.
0: No way. Uh,
1: the game lasted one hour and fifteen minutes. He faced twenty-nine batters. Uh, surrendered two hits, walked no one, struck out no one, no defensive errors, in fifty-eight pitches.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is at, at some point. You're gonna get in such a low pitch count that strikeouts just aren't gonna be a thing. Yeah, because you need the contact. Do, do, is there? Is it a list? Do you see where Maddox would have? Is it, would have fallen?
1: It was not a list, but I can. Oh, that's fine. That don't
0: worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh yeah. That 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 wins records never, especially since we're in an era of such um. So many relievers being being employed during the game, I just don't see. Like like pitcher win totals are going down already because you're going to get a pitcher who's had a, uh, I don't know, mediocre fourth and you've got nine dudes in the bullpen. So it's like, fuck it, why not? Let's just get him out there and bullpen the rest of this game. So, yeah, I just don't see that, that happening. Um, fuck, man. There's a reason that they named the award the Cy Young Award, you know? Yeah, who would have thought?
1: Shocker. Big- big-time trophies get named after big-time players.
0: Yeah, man, they, they that 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 they do.
1: All right, give me your next one.
0: Uh, I'm gonna pick just a, a random one, just a total random one in the world of football. Uh, let's go with passes intercepted. Let's just look up career. Let's see. I have don't have it up yet. Who do you think is gonna be the leader in passes intercepted? Actually, I think I have a good answer for this.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Charles Woodson. Oh um, oh I was thinking quarterbacks. I think this is quarterback stats. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to
0: say Brett Favre.
1: That's a good one. I'm going to go with if you're doing Favre. I'm going to say like Terry Bradshaw. Okay, so it is Brett Favre. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bradshaw's number twenty
0: two. Yeah. Uh, after Favre, who has 336. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, it was George Blanda with 277. Then some guy named John Haddle, H-A-D-L. Have you ever heard of that guy? I haven't. Now have I have, I'm going to pull up his page
1: real quick. Where's Pete um, Manning on the list?
0: Give me one sec. John Haddle played uh, 210 games. At a completion record of 50.6, completion percentage I should say. Um, he played for the Chargers for from 62 to 72, and then the Rams, and then Green Bay, and then the Rams, and then Houston. And he had a very long career for being number two on this list. Um, Peyton Manning is number nine with 251, sandwiched in between Dan Marino, who had 252, and Y.A. Tittle, who had 248. The current career leader, who do you think?
1: The current
0: career leader? Yes, as an active, I should say, active career leader.
1: Um, Joe Flacco.
0: It is. It is Elijah. I forget his middle name. Manning. <laughs> Elijah Manning, who has two hundred and thirty-nine, uh, and the second uh, active player on this list is directly below him, number fifteen, Drew Brees with two hundred and thirty-three. Yeah.
1: Makes sense. I really just wanted to make fun of Joe Flacco. Same with the Terry Bradshaw. Also,
0: Elijah's middle name is Nelson. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Elijah gross. Nelson Manning. Yeah, that is and disgusting. Really so do you lo- see that? Do you see that record ever being broken by
1: the one far set? Um, I could see it happening. It would take a I'm- lot of work, but I think it's plausible.
0: I guess. I I have a hard time because I know we talked about it the other day about how quarterbacks are just throwing less interceptions today in general. So I guess it'd have to be a Favre-style career where you just play forever. Mm -hmm. Because his career was almost 20 years, Um, which is half the reason his, his number was so
1: big. Yeah. All right, so I looked up the defensive interceptions leaders. I picked Charles Woodson. He's actually fifth on the list. Who
0: do you okay, got? okay. Um, to pick a corner or pick a safety? Fuck.
1: It's I'm a good mix on the list. I'm surprised. I uh, uh, De- De- Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Oh, you
0: guys are gonna just troll F this. I mean, I'm not even close.
1: <laughs> Deion Sanders is tied with Ty Law for twenty fourth on the list with fifty three. Just to Champ right. Bailey. Paul Actually, Cra- Champ Bailey was
0: going to be my other guess.
1: Yeah. Paul Krause has the record with 81.
0: That's a fuck ton. Yep. Jesus. Followed was he playing like, like the,
1: the 60s or 70s or some shit? 64 to 79. Wow, on the money, Josh. Emlyn Tunnel, who played from 48 to 61. And then Rod Woodson, Dick Night Train Lane, Ed Reed, Lonnie Ro- Ronnie Lott, <laughs> Lonnie Rot, Darren Sharper, Dick LeBeau.
0: Lonnie Rott sounds like a 1970s English punk band member. <laughs> you know, he would have been there with Johnny Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who's, who's the active um, leader? Uh, let's bring it back up. Let's if that's see. readily available.
1: Uh, it should be, so let's find... Uh there is no active leader on this list, but I can look up that. That's okay. Um, interceptions active leaders. Who would you guess? Oh i um, have 38. Uh, Richard Sherman. He's actually tied for fourth with 32. Reggie Nelson. Has 38 receptions. Really? Yep. Huh. Followed by... A Never would Brent Grimes, Richard Sherman, Tramon Williams, uh, Mike Adams, Jonathan Joseph, and Dominique Rogers-Cromartie. DRC! And then Eric Weddle and Earl Thomas round out the top 10.
0: Who do you think has the most career pick sixes as a quarterback?
1: As a quarterback? Yeah. Um... Brett Favre, probably. Yeah, it's, it's still it's
0: still Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> second, second though is Dan Marino. So Brett Favre has thirty one, Dan Marino is twenty eight. Then it's Drew Brees with twenty seven, tied with Peyton Manning. Then Philip Rivers jumps onto this list with twenty three, who's tied with Vinny Testaverde, and then mm-hmm. Elisha mm-hmm. Nelson Manning with twenty two, tied with Carson Palmer. Hm. Yeah, th- this list is actually full of active players, like full, like Blake Bortles is number twenty five on this list. Tied with Tom Brady. Yeah, it's really Jesus funny. Christ. <laughs> all right, all right. Think I'll I'm go on, on to mine. Europe. All right. Why not? Fuck it.
1: <laughs> all right. I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna take the big, big one. If you okay. Then mind. I don't know what the big one is. Cal Ripken's consecutive game streak.
0: Ah. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, Ripken
1: played in two thousand six hundred and thirty-two consecutive games. Were you just about to guess how many it was?
0: No, I was going to try to guess who was in second, and I think okay. that he broke. It was Lou Gehrig's streak, right? Uh, probably. I believe. I believe because I think the whole thing was that Gehrig's streak was like the unbreakable streak of its day, and then it got smashed by Ripken because you know the Orioles need something to root for.
1: Where would you even find this?
0: I would probably just Google list of most games played streak or some shit like that. MLB. Um,
1: this is for pitchers. I don't want pitchers. Uh, who do you think has the most uh, games started?
0: Most games started?
1: Yeah, for pitchers.
0: Is it... I would guess Cy Young again.
1: Cy Young is number one with eight hundred and fifteen. Number two actually is very surprising for me. I would not. Is it guess.
0: someone more modern? Yeah. Um Pedro?
1: No, Pedro is. Pedro's not on the list, I don't think. That was just a guess. Uh Nolan Ryan with seven hundred and seventy three. Oh.
0: That makes so much fucking sense. I'm I'm mad at myself for not thinking of oh, that. Yeah. I, lo- I good love I love though that like when I say Pedro, you know exactly who I'm talking about because if you're good enough in baseball, you can just have a mononym like that shit. And it's not even like it's an uncommon name. His Cal name is Pedro. It's Lou a very common name.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mike Trout will never get that. Too many mics. Mike? Yeah.
0: What about Fishy Boy?
1: If you said fishy boy, yeah, I think I'd probably understand that. I don't think you'd appreciate that, though.
0: Why not? What if I said greatest ball player from Jersey, or would you assume I'm talking about Todd Frazier?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You mean that kid from the Little League World Series who met his hero and then got to play against him? Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't see that shit ever being broken. In part because it's such an enormous number, but also like I said with a, a different baseball stat from before, they're just trending away from letting players start every game in a in a in a season. I mean, like it was a big p- talking point uh, on Yankees broadcast this year about how if they're not letting Gleyber Torres, who was I think nineteen at the start of the season or twenty, play every game of the season, you know, when he's young and healthy and all that, then this is before he had. Um, he had, did end up having a DL stint last past season, but before that, they were saying if they're not going to let him play every day, if they're going to build off days into his um, schedule, then they're going to be building the off days into everyone's schedule. And at that point, it's pretty safe to say that Cal Ripken's record will never be broken ever,
1: ever, ever, ever. Yeah, I don't. I think this is one of those where the game has changed too much for this to still be a record that can be broken. Yeah. Record.
0: I think I think I think you're right. All right, let me let me pick another random one here. Um, who do you think scored um, the most power play goals
1: in the NHL? Um power play goals. I'm gonna go with Yarmir Yager.
0: No, it's some random ass motherfucker named Dave Andrechuk. With two hundred and seventy-four. Yeah, alright. <laughs> yeah, sure. he's a guy. But at the same time a two hundred and seventy four sounds exceedingly manageable, right?
1: Yeah. That's really like that seems like it's could be achievable.
0: Yeah, let's see who's number two on this list. Give me one sec, I'm pulling it up now. Loading. Okay, so yeah, Dave Andrechuk, who played from eighty two to two thousand and six. Wow. Wow, that's a career. Holy shit. Twenty four years in the NHL. Not too much. Goddamn. Savvy. Oh. Active leader, who do you think?
1: active leader. Yep. And this is power play goals. Yep. I'm going to go with Alex Ovechkin.
0: Yes. Boom. He's number 6. So the record I said was 274, Ovechkin has 239. So he's only f- he um 35 away from tying the record.
1: That's honestly I would say at most 3 seasons. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, that's super doable. Wow. Yeah. That's super do and he'd be passing
0: names. The five ahead of him are Phil Esposito, uh Luke Robital, Timu Solane, Brett Hull, Timu and then Celen. Dave and Draychuk. Huh?
1: Timu Selen.
0: Selen, yeah, I I pronounced a lot of things wrong. Um oh, you're talking
1: to the king over here, Josh.
0: Yeah, no, we're we're both not good at this. Yeah, no, that's, wow, that's shocking. The next, um, they have Yarmir L- Yager listed as an active player, despite the fact that he's not on a team this season, and he's probably, he he's all but formally announced his retirement. The next active leader yeah. on this list is Patrick Marleau, um, who's okay. been playing for 22 years, yeah. and he only has 168. So and I guess this must be longer. a lot harder. Yeah. Um, I guess this must be a lot harder than I had thought when I saw that number, because, like, Who do you think has more, um, Ilya Kovalchuk or um, Sidney Crosby?
1: Ooh, wow. Um, I'm going to say just because I know the difference between their two play styles, I'm going to say Kovalchuk.
0: Yeah, um, Kovalchuk, shockingly, has 10 more power play goals than Sidney Crosby. Actually, Joe Thornton has more power play goals than Sidney Crosby. What? What? Yeah. Um, Joe Thornton has 140. Sidney Crosby's 131.
1: Can you look up uh, power play assists, all time leaders? Because I feel like Joe Thornton would lead the active players on that.
0: I absolutely can. I have it right here. One second. Power play goals. Where are you, power play assists? Or, or does that not kept track of? Assists, points, goals created, penalties and minutes, power play goals. Really no power play assist? That's fucking whack. How is power play assists not one of the ones kept track of? Yeah, I guess they don't have it. Wow, that's shocking. At least on this thing that I'm on right now. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. <laughs> I don't feel like Googling because I have 10 million tabs open. But, yeah, no, so that's, no.
1: that's...
0: That's... I, I'm... Rather imp- surprised. Ah, that's su- <sighs> surprised was like the the wrong word because Ovechkin's known for his prowess on the power play, but at the same time um I guess I'm surprised by everything. I'm surprised that the number was I guess you could say only two hundred and seventy four because I feel like that's where a lot of damage would be done. I I feel like you would have seen a lot more names on here. Like um where do you think Wayne Gretzky is on this list? Give me like a number.
1: For goals.
0: Oh, no, like, like where he ranks, his, his number in, of rank.
1: Um, I'm going to say 8.
0: He's 17th.
1: Huh.
0: Which, on the one hand, makes his goal record way more impressive because right. not a lot oh, of yeah. it's from power play goals. At the same time, you would have thought that he would be on the top of this list because it's Wayne fucking Gretzky, the mm. career leader in goals by a fucking mile. And he's 17th on the list of power play goals. So I, I I'm, I guess it might must, must just be such a different skill, or uh, just how much time you were given on the power play each, each, each uh, time your team went on it. But fuck, man, go, go
1: with Ovechkin, man. He's crushing it. Uh, I have active power play assists for this season, but that's not what I want. Yeah, let's just move on. Yeah, that's fine. Give me your next one. All right. So mine is consecutive wins. Here we go. Um, consecutive wins in college football. Where you got it?
0: Oh, you want me to guess the, the record? Yeah, why not? Um, 117.
1: Okay, moving on to a new record. That's not going to sound so shitty now. Um, <laughs> what is it? What is it for real? 47 consecutive wins. Oh wow, that's no, that's a lot. Um, but that was four straight seasons of undefeated play. Damn. What what team was it? Oklahoma, from 1953 to 1957. Damn. No Fuck. One, no one has had more than 34 since then. <laughs> so so if you had to say whether that was
0: breakable or not.
1: Um, so the caveat here for me is that it's a power five team. Like it's a, I'm sure there's going to be like Boise state or somebody who doesn't play any major teams, um, or like an FCS team that does whatever they do in FCS. Um, but for like major college football, I don't think anyone's going to get 47 consecutive wins again.
0: No, that's fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. I mean, Alabama, Alabama. Uh the highest they ever got was twenty six. And Damn, they're the yeah. greatest football dynasty in, you know, history. Um Yeah. I don't think uh I kind of threw out my I'm gonna go in order of most to least unbreakable, but
0: it would have been too much to keep track of anyway.
1: Yeah, who gives a shit?
0: Alright. Uh let's do let's do one more each and then okay. and then we'll move on. Sound good? Yep. All right, then I'm gonna go back to baseball, as it is my first and only love. Um, grand slams.
1: <laughs> Who do you think I, has the most? I have no idea. Um, you ready? Yeah. Alex Rodriguez.
0: <laughs> uh, How many why, do you think like, it why is? Why though. Why would I not
1: think? I uh, I don't even know. Like. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Give me, give me, like, what you 60. think it would be. Oh, no, God. That's, way 20, that's way
0: too high. Twenty-five. Yeah. yeah. Dude, this is a weird that's... list. This is a really weird list. So number two is Lou Gehrig with twenty-three. Okay. Number three is Manny Ramirez with twenty-one.
1: Okay. Then number four is
0: Eddie Murray with nineteen, and then number five is a tie between Willie McCovey and Robin Ventura of all fucking people. What? With yeah, I know. With eighteen. Uh, and then number seven is a tie between Jimmy Fox, Carlos Lee, and Ted Williams with seventeen. What? And then number and then number eight eighth is a is a tie between Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, and Dave Kingman with sixteen. Like this is a really weird list.
1: Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: <laughs> so, what do you think about the breakability of a Rod's twenty five?
1: Uh, I think it's, again, I think it's possible. I don't know if it's really plausible.
0: Yeah, so I'm in the same boat. The thing that makes Grand Slams weird and why this list is probably pretty strange is because Grand Slams rely upon the team around you also being Mm -hmm. good, and that's what's going to make it tough. Like. Yeah, so, like, these are all dudes who were known to some extent to hit a good amount of home runs, Mm -hmm. and they were also on teams that were, you know, really fucking good for at least a good stretch. I mean, the Yankees teams that A-Rod was on were awesome, the Yankees teams that Lou Gehrig was on was awesome, the Red Sox teams that Manny Ramirez was on was was, was great, the Orioles teams that Eddie Murray was on, like, go down this list, like... These aren't just really great baseball players. These are really great baseball players who's, who who were also on really great teams for a good chunk of their career, which is what makes it interesting. because um, yeah, on the one hand, twenty five special instance home runs doesn't sound like a fuck ton, especially when Arod is in like the top ten in home runs with six hundred and ninety six home runs. Only twenty five of those had three dudes on base. It seems so improbable, you know, like when you put it like that. Yeah. Like Babe Ruth, seven hundred and fourteen. Only sixteen of them had three guys on base. Like it, it's 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 weird as fuck. So I I could definitely see it being broken because it's that's not a big number, but at the same time, history has shown us that it is also I guess much like power play goals, uh, harder than you think.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, I I feel like it's just like the big thing that's keeping it from being like. The only thing keeping it from being like a much larger number is like, how many times a game, like on average, are the bases loaded? Like point. Oh, definitely point. Terrible. Yeah, like um, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say
0: point four. I don't know. Uh, Le- less, like than, honestly, less than less than like half. It doesn't ones. even
1: matter what the number is. It's like just that number is so low. There's so many chances and probabilities playing against you any given game
0: no you're right because then you had to add all right how many times are the bases loaded per game with this one specific dude coming up and then add multiply that by like you know his is a probability of hitting a home run and oh. yeah no like, it I, so yeah I i think what we're both getting at here is that um it has a lot of multipliers it has a lot of, it's a very specific set of things that has to happen. And every additional event you add to a probability increases it by a multiplication, not by an addition. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard. What, what, what is your final one?
1: Um, so I'm torn. I want to do a basketball one just because we never talk about basketball. Oh, okay. cool. And I'm torn between two. So I'm going to mention both. So, Wilt Chamberlain's 100 points in a single game versus UCLA's seven consecutive NCAA titles and an 88-game win streak. Oh, Jesus.
0: Um, I think I think the more likely one to break, in my eyes, is Wilt Chamberlain's.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, we've seen, like, don't get me wrong, 100 points, like, the closest has been 84 by uh, Kobe Bryant back in the day. I just think that there's so many high octane players in the NBA now. At some point I think enough stars will align where someone can have the chance to break 100 points. Yeah, I especially think,
0: because teams are shooting or letting their players shoot threes more and the bad right. teams are getting worse. So yeah, I'm with you.
1: Um, seven consecutive NCAA titles in, you know, the March Madness tournament no way like that's insane like i love march madness i hate watching basketball but march madness what the fuck are you doing i picked
0: a fuzzy off my shirt leave me alone <laughs> uh
1: yeah i mean i said what i gotta say
0: yeah i uh, so corn and i decided to do this just because we are in such a lull with sports right now like hockey's I mean it's it's a sport that's happening so it's got topics to talk about but nothing that we really thought was worthy of like a current events thing. Baseball hasn't done anything aside from these standings that got released that we're going to give a, a a comment to uh, or these projected standings and football's over with like nothing having happened. So we thought it might be fun just to mix it up and add in uh, just a lighthearted stuff we find cool episode. So there's so many more of these records. Like I had, I don't know about you, but I had like a good six tabs open, full of just different records <laughs> to look at. Like, yeah, I so many. Open. So we we like this could easily be like a two hour jerk off fest about how much we love we love sports, but uh,
1: not wrong. Yeah, you know,
0: something fun to do when this when in, during the quiet period. So do you want to move on to the Bakota rankings?
1: I think we should. Let's do it.
0: Okay, um, mine's – I'm assuming it's uniform, so I have the AL East on top.
1: Let's just double-check. Um, bringing up baseball. Yep, AL East.
0: All right, so it's got the Yankees winning the division with 95 wins, 67 losses. I'll just do wins because you can just extrapolate the losses. Um, Boston Red Sox with 89 wins, Tampa Bay Rays with 86, then Toronto Blue Jays with 76, and the Baltimore Orioles with 59. Um Give me give me an
1: over under on these. Um, I think like whether or not I think they're going to hit the over. Whether or not you think it'll be over, like Yankees
0: getting ninety five or under ninety five. Okay, got it. Like treat this uh, as the I mark.
1: Think the Yankees are going to hit the over. I'm going to stand by my earlier prediction and say the Red Sox hit the under. Really under eighty nine. Yeah, that's bold. That is bold. Okay. But that's my bold yeah. prediction of the year. Um, sure. I think the Rays hit the under. Jays I thought like the Rays is just over. so accurate. Yeah, oh, like, okay. it's hard. I think, uh, I think the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays are right around like 84, 85, 86, 87, kind of like that range. But I think it's mm-hmm. more likely them hitting the under. Um, I do think the Blue Jays are going to hit the over just because Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette are going to hit 1,000 home runs this season. And I absolutely believe the Baltimore Orioles will hit under 59 wins. Yeah, I'm going to go
0: over with the Sox. I'm going to go over with the Yanks. Um, The Rays are just so fucking accurate at 86. I'll say over.
1: You could push it and just say Uh, exactly 86.
0: I'll say push. I'll say that's very fair. I think the Blue Jays will actually be under that. I think that they're probably going to sell at the deadline again, and that's going to make their second half worse, if I had to guess. Um, although, if they're in a good spot, I guess they could buy, but not in the AOL. I don't know. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under.
1: If this was a confidence index, I would not be confident in the Jays hitting the over. I'm just, oh no. just pure hoping Vlad Guerrero hits like 60 home runs this year. And he's yeah, just I just d- like just drag him by his balls to 77 wins.
0: <laughs> I think and I, I I agree that the Baltimore Orioles, I think 59 is super generous. I I don't <laughs> think they I don't think that that's what. That's 16 more wins than they had last season, right?
1: Uh some yeah, shit like somewhere that. around there, yeah.
0: That's so many. <laughs> like, that's so many. They they did not get sixteen wins better or whatever the number was. They're really I fucking bad. I would
1: argue they got significantly worse.
0: It's it's tough because of how bad they were. But yeah, they yeah. definitely didn't get better. Uh, AL Central. We got the Indians at ninety-seven then the Twins at eighty-one. The Royals at seventy-two. The White Sox at seventy-one and the Tigers at sixty-seven. Give me some over unders here, Corwin.
1: Um. As much as I hate to say it, I think the Indians are under 97 wins. Um, I just don't think they're the same team that they were last year. I think they're going to struggle with their bullpen. Um, I know that they're playing in the AL Central, which is going to guarantee them a lot of wins, but I don't think they quite hit 97. Um, The Twins... I think they can hit the over just barely with uh, eighty-one. The Royals, I'll say, I'll take the under for the Royals. I'm going to take the over for the White Sox at seventy-one, and I am going to take the under for the Detroit Tigers.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you on every single one of those. I, I, am so, I'm really surprised that they gave the Royals, uh. uh games over the Sox to begin with honestly right with how bad the royals were last year and how i don't expect them to be good this year also the royals just signed champ bailey and that makes me so excited (laughs) (laughs) or not Champ Bailey, homer bailey jesus you know they signed champ bailey he was he's now going to be playing outfield no they signed homer bailey uh yeah i say the indians are going to be under 97 i say the twins will probably be over it um although over 81 although i'm not sure by how much i have no confidence in that uh, the Royals, I think, are going to be bad. I, I'll be surprised if they get out of the 50-win mark. Like, I'll be surprised if they hit 60. Uh, the White Sox, I see, I see this as being close, but I'll say over just because I expect the Royals to be worse, and maybe they'll pick up some wins from that. And I'd actually probably push on the Tigers um, just because 67 is pretty low, and it, I have a hard time saying under for anybody aside from the Orioles because they really fucking suck. But right. I'll, I'll push the Tigers maybe just to be different. But, yeah, I'm – I'm with you. I feel like the AL Central is pretty um, easy to expect, at least at the outset right now. Exactly. All right, so AL West. They got the Astros at 98. They got the Angels at 80. The A's at 79. The Mariners at 74. And the Rangers at 70. What do you feel?
1: Um, I'm going to take the over for the Astros. I think they break 100 wins this year. Um, I'm going to take the over for the Angels. Um, I actually, I'm also going to take the over for the Athletics, and then uh, I think they hit 80 wins this year. And I'm going to take the under for Seattle and the Rangers at 74 and 70.
0: Yeah, I think I think the Astros are a pretty safe high over there just because they're such a good team and the bottom teams in their division, like the Mariners just got so much worse and I don't think the Rangers got any better, so um, I, I think it's pretty safe to take the over for the Astros, although it seems ridiculous when they're projected at 98 wins. Um, I'll actually take the under for the Angels just because they never have nice things and that includes playoff runs, so fuck them. I'll take the over for the A's because I believe in Bob Melvin and uh, Billy Bean. And then the under for the Mariners and the Rangers. Um, Yeah, I mean, the Rangers could hit 70 wins. I think they're more like a 64-win team, just in my mind, with no reason to back that number up. (laughs) I I think the Mariners are (laughs) in about the same spot since they got worse. Although I'm really rooting for Justice Sheffield this year on the Mariners because that'd be fun to see him do well Former Yankees prospect. Uh, All right, National League.
1: Let's do it. You got the first?
0: Yes. So we got the Nationals at 89. We got the Mets at 88. The Phillies at 86. The Braves at 85. And the Marlins at 67. What do you think about this very, very close division for the first four teams? All
1: right. I think the Nationals are going to go under 89 wins. I think the Mets are going to be under 88 wins. I'm going to Count the over for the Phillies winning more than 86. Um, I actually think 85 wins for the Braves is a push. I like that number. And the Miami Marlins are going to win under 67 games.
0: Yeah, uh, this, this feels like you could go literally any of the three directions on these oh, first yeah. four teams. You could say over on all of them. You could say under on all of them. You could push all of them because of how dependent they are because all of these teams got ostensibly better in the offseason. season. Um, even the Nationals, yeah. despite the Fair fact court. that they might not re-sign Bryce Harper, just because they pil- pulled up Juan Soto last year, who looks like he could be just as good. So I
1: would say Juan Soto looks like he could be better.
0: Yeah, well, we will see. Bryce Harper did win an MVP award. Um yeah. I'll I'll say under for the Nats. I'll say under for the Mets, but not by a lot. I will push on the Phillies, and I'll say over on the Braves. And then finally, I'll say under on the Marlins. Um, yeah, this is pretty even, though. I'm not really feeling great about... Yeah, the, be- I mean, the one I feel the best about is under on the Marlins. Like, I really don't feel yeah, good about any really, of these. Like,
1: there's, this is just such a hard division to pick. It yeah, this really is the opposite
0: is. of the AL Central for us right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, so
0: Oof. speaking of centrals, let's jump over to the NL Central. They have the Brewers.
1: Even more, even.
0: Oh wow, you're right. I didn't even notice. All right, right. Brewers at 88, Cardinals at 86, Cubs at 81, Reds at 81, Pirates at 81. Dude, what do you got?
1: (laughs) I mean, three of these teams are projected to be exactly 500. Um, I'm gonna say under for Milwaukee, under for the Cardinals, over for the Cubs. I'm going to say push for the Reds, and I'm going to pound the under for the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates yeah. will not be winning 81 games this year. I love them, but they are never going to sniff 81 wins.
0: Yeah, that's what's so weird is that, is, is those last two teams, the Reds and the Pirates. I, I'll take a gentle under on the Reds because I don't think they're going to break even this year. Um, I think that the owners are very much so testing it out to see what, if there's a possibility of them giving out extensions and trying harder for like next season. But I don't, I don't see them taking the uh, getting even this season.
1: I could definitely see them being a surprising team this year, though. I yeah, think I could see them in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I-
0: I could see him. I, I see him at mid seventies, personally. I, I, so I'm going to take the under on the Reds. Though. I'm going to take the under on the Pirates. I'm going to take way the over on the Cubs. I don't know mm-hmm. why the Cubs are getting slammed so hard here. Like, I they're my favorite to win the division this year. Um, oh, same. I'm really surprised. So I'm going to take the over on the Cubs, and then I'll push the Brewers and the Cardinals. I think both of those are very fair for the Brewers fair and the Cardinals.
1: Fair
0: enough. Because I I could see the, those those three teams finishing with. In some order, uh, ninety and then eighty six and eighty eight wins, like in whatever order. Those three teams all really fighting for it at the end. Mm hmm. I'm with you on that. So should we jump to the West?
1: Let's do it. Let's finish this up. All
0: right. Boom boom. So we boom, got the boom, boom. <laughs> we got the Dodgers with ninety four wins. We got the Rockies with eighty six. The D-backs with eighty two. Fuck that. The Padres with seventy five and the Giants <laughs> with seventy three. How are you feeling?
1: Um, I th- want to say over 94 for the Dodgers, but I'm going to push. I think 94 is actually really accurate for them, for all of my extensive knowledge on the matter. Um, I'm going to say over for the Rockies. I'm going to just punch the under on the D- Diamondbacks. I don't know if they get to 70 wins, let alone 80, Um, I'm going to push the Padres, and I'm going to say under for the Giants.
0: Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you on basically all of these.
1: I'll I'll take a gentle over
0: on the Dodgers, just because I'm expecting some of these teams to be much worse than uh, they're projected to be. I'm just also
1: expecting the Dodgers to be so hurt this year, like always.
0: I mean, no, you're 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 right. Yeah. That's why I'm taking a very gentle over, but right. I will take the over. Um, the Rockies, I think, are pretty fair, so I'll push them. Um, they couldn't prove that they had much in the way of hitting last year, and got very much so carried by their pitching. Like, if if they lose Somehow. one pitcher, two pitchers, yeah, right, then they're in a lot of trouble. So. Will and they did not they did like nothing to improve their, their oh uh batting last this, this offseason. Like I don't know what the fuck they were doing this off season. So eighty six seems fair. Um I'll push that way under on the Diamondbacks. Same with you yeah, pushing the Padres outrageous. and under on the Giants. Yeah, eighty. To, I like if the Diamondbacks finish with an over five hundred record. I think the entire state of Arizona will just collectively jerk off together. Like I don't <laughs> get how they're projected to be over five hundred, but like the Cubs are projected to be. They're they right now. The Diamondbacks finishing with a better record than the Cubs. Like I don't get that.
1: That's insane. That I is get that they have truly a truly insane. They I get that they no must way.
0: have a model to that, that that they do this with like this yeah. is all very based on numbers and I'm I, I I'm sure there's a reason but like fuck man like I if that happens man I'll I'll eat a sock but not for real cuz I'm a huge puss. Do
1: so. you think like the two guys who like are in charge of publishing this like ran the numbers through the computer saw that 82 wins for the Diamondbacks and just like dude can we publish this?
0: Oh like, they definitely
1: Do we have to run this – like, do we have to fudge the numbers to make this a legitimate site? Like, there's no way they could win 82 wins, 82 games.
0: And that's why I'm saying it's got to be numbers. I'm willing to bet you if you ask dudes at Baseball Perspectives who, like, run the Pocotas standings, they'd probably be like, (laughs) man, like, if you asked me personally, I don't think the Diamondbacks are getting at 82. But, like, that's what our projections put out, and we're just trying to be honest. So, yeah, fuck. Um (laughs) Just just for fun, so basically with, with these standings, the the five playoff teams from the American League would be the Yankees as the one seed. Sorry, no, the um, Astros at as the one seed, the Cleveland Indians as the two seed, and the Yankees as the three seed. Those would be your division winners. With the wild card teams being the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. What do you think about that playoff picture? That's about what we predicted, isn't it? In our yeah, previous episode, I
1: mean, outside of. Uh, like the seeding, I agree with all of that except for the Rays making the playoffs. Um, I have a hard time picturing that happening. But other than that, I mean, it's not like these are in danger of being huge upsets in any one of these divisions.
0: Yeah, same. I think this is – it's very not outrageous. I could see you with, with the Rays. like I could see you arguing for the Angels mm-hmm. or the A's and maybe a surprise team from the Central. Maybe,
1: Maybe, but like the White Sox would have to have absolutely all of their prospects hit, um, and the Twins' the free twins. agent signings this yeah. season would have to all pan out. Exactly. But
0: yeah, but I yeah, I think that I think that's fair. Uh, they have yeah. the five National League playoff teams being in the one seed, the Dodgers, the two seed, the Nationals. Three would be the Brewers with your wild card teams being the New York Mets, and then a game one sixty three between the Cardinals and the Rockies. Um, and the Phillies. Oh fuck, and the though. Phillies, yeah. yeah. So let's say let's say the first four. What do you think about those? The first four being the Dodgers, uh, Nats, and Brewers, and uh, uh, sorry, and and Mets, Nats, I, Dodgers, Brewers,
1: Nats, and Mets. I agree with the Dodgers. It's about it. Um, I mean, I could yeah. see the Brewers. I could see the Brewers, the Nats, and the Mets all making it as wild card teams. I don't see them winning the division. Um, I, think, um, I think you're right. I think the division is just a little bit too muddy right now. Yeah, like these are just—I'm dreading having to make these picks in like a month or two. Um, yeah, I'm—I'm
0: I'm sorry if—if if you tell me oh. if you told me today that that the Cubs wouldn't be in the playoff picture come August, I would not believe you. Like, yeah. Dude, I'm so glad I root for an American League team. This National League looks like bullshit right now. Holy fuck.
1: You know what? I'm glad I root for the Pirates just because of all the shit that could possibly go down in the National League. I know for a fact the Pirates will not be winning it. At least you have consistency. Exactly. Like, I I have that rock that I can just cling to and know that that rock's not going anywhere.
0: That Roberto Clemente-shaped rock. Uh,
1: Poor guy. I wonder what he's up to. Uh, He's decomposing.
0: (laughs) All right, so the last thing I thought we could just touch on for like a hot second is the AAF, the um, American – association of football is
1: that what it stands for right the association of american football
0: okay i had the a's backwards
1: my bad i'm sorry alliance of american football my mistake oh
0: ooh. wow they picked a fancier word I um
1: it. you watch yesterday
0: i didn't because i didn't realize it was happening but i was doing a little bit of reading about it this morning and this is why i wanted to bring it up because there was two things i didn't realize about um non-nfl football Okay. One of them is the two-point conversion. It was not an NFL rule. It was a USFL rule that the NFL adopted when it kind of stopped the USFL out. It had adopted that part of their gameplay because it was so popular in that league, which I thought was okay. interesting. And another point That's is that... Cool. Um, the overhead, like, the zip line, the sky cam in football stadiums that, that has, like, the zipline that goes across. Also not originally from the NFL. That was from the XFL that the NFL also adopted. And um, one of the new things that's now happening in the AAF is that they have a sky judge. So there's a ref that can overturn calls that happen on the field that basically exists in um, – I forget if it, uh, if it said it was an outside-the-building uh, video service or just in the upper box and has a camera down to the field, but they have now a live judge not on the field who can overturn ref calls. And so what they were saying was you know, you have these instances where outside or like non-NFL football leagues have different takes on the rules and the NFL can see if it's popular or not and adopt it. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to bring up to see if you had any thoughts on Well, the AAF as a a whole, but also these small points I brought up now. Um, I
1: knew – like I probably couldn't have named all three of those to you right off the bat except for the new AAF rule just because it's been in the news so much. Um, I love the Sky Judge. I really hope it works out for them. I mean, granted, there's only been two games, so it's not really much that – You can prove in that time, Um, but I really hope it works out and is something that the NFL adopts just because of all the, um, pardon my French, the bullshit that goes on with NFL officiating. I I hope this gets off the ground. Like, I hope this sticks around. Um, I don't ever think it's going to threaten the NFL, but having football in the spring is really nice. Um, and honestly, like it, just watching the highlights as I'm talking, it doesn't look like a bad product. Like it's an entertaining game.
0: Um, no, it's like, remember when I was telling about how Bill James got in shit because he said baseball isn't about the players. It's about the, having an even level of competition. So you're, you're watching for even levels of competition. I mean, yeah, it's the same concept with that. Um, I, I, I think, I think having a competitor Whether it be a genuine competitor or a very, very insignificant competitor to the NFL is important because right now the NFL doesn't have that, so it has no real impetus to change and no one else to look at to copy ideas from, which is a really important part of changing a business. Um, Because if the NFL sees some of these ideas happen, maybe it might be more inclined to be like, oh, fuck, that actually is a good idea, like they did with the Skycam and like they did with
1: the two-point conversion. So go ahead. So what I'm most excited about for this is because it's a spring league, I think it gives a just tremendous opportunity for players who maybe don't have the opportunity to play during the regular season in the NFL to go to one of these teams' training camps in the winter, play for them in the spring, and then have NFL teams be able to watch them play and open up doors for them for NFL spring training in the summer. And yeah, I it's basically that's what baseball tremendous. winter leagues are. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm love totally it. with
0: you. I also think it'd be interesting to see uh, the AAF, the NFL, and the XFL all running at the same time because I think the XFL starts in 2021,
1: right? Somewhere around there, yeah, it's a couple yeah. of years still.
0: How fucking cool would it be to have three NFL or football leagues happening at the same time?
1: It would be wild. That'd be um, so much I fun. I genuinely have no idea how long the AAF uh, season is. Um, I know there's only eight teams right now. Um, so let's look that up real quick. All
0: of which are in the South, which I thought was interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Oh, it does. Um, it's warm down there. Uh much lower or much closer margins uh, for these teams. Uh the championship probably much lower is attendance April
0: 27th. Oh, that's soon.
1: Yeah. So it's a short season. They only play...
0: Two and a half months, basically. Yeah, no,
1: they play 10 weeks. And then the playoff is just the top two teams, or top four teams. So, okay. Only two games. I mean,
0: that's fair. There's only eight teams.
1: Yeah, I mean... So I don't know they're going NHL-style where that, half of them yeah. are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. My biggest my biggest concern with them is that Christian Hackenberg is a starting quarterback in this league, uh so that can't be great for ratings.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's an unfair advantage <laughs> for that team. They're just going to murder everybody.
1: Oh, exactly, you know.
0: Yeah. It's like putting Tom Brady on a Pop Warner game, Jesus.
1: So, have you picked your team yet?
0: No, no, I'm not probably not going to pick one for a while. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to actually sit down and watch a game and Make some decisions based on very petty things like uniform and, and, and
1: name and colors. Right. You? Um, I'm going to root for the Memphis uh, Express just because that's who Christian Hackenberg plays for. And I need a reason to root for that man again. Like, I just need him in my life. Um, they are projected to finish dead last in the league. As a Christian Hackenberg team should. Yep, which yeah. isn't <laughs> surprising. Um so, we'll see how unwatchable they actually are. But, yeah, when, I'm not going to, you know, really pick a team, if ever. Are games uh, on Saturdays, time. then? Uh, I think it's Saturdays and Sundays.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: All right. Yeah, so, there's two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, every week.
0: Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Maybe we'll we'll do an update when that championship <laughs> rolls around. Um, if we ever uh, end up so actually watching
1: any of these games. It looks like 8 o'clock Eastern and 4 o'clock Eastern are the most common times. There's some 2 o'clock games here and there.
0: All right. Any um, any closing thoughts on anything we talked about today? No. I'm all set. All right. Then let's get out of here. If you guys want to reach us on Twitter, you can find us at JuicingPod. It's at JuicingPod. If you guys want to reach us via email, you can do so at JuicingTheNumbers.com. At gmail.com. If you guys want to find our website, you can do that at juicingthenumbers juicingthenumbers.wits slash website. It's juicing the dot com slash website. And uh, y'all take care.